Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What is up, everybody? It is your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Welcome in to the Shock Tank. It is July 24th, it is a Wednesday, July 24th to be exact, and we're talking team previews, all, all preseason long so far we have, we're in the uh, N- uh, NFC South right now, we talked Falcons, we talked Saints, we like both those teams, now we get into the, you know, the gutter teams at the bottom, but listen, Carolina Panthers today, you know, a team that could go both ways, but we'll talk about it. First, let me introduce my crew, my squad, the no-nonsense crew, starting with Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. What is up, dude? Hey, Chris. How you doing? Happy hump day. Happy hump day, my man. Happy hump day. How you feeling? Feeling good? Oh, yeah. I'm wide awake, ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right, awesome. Very good. I, I am also not wide awake. Uh, I did not sleep the best, but hey, it happens. This is life. George, how are you feeling today? Well, I went to bed at 4 a.m., so I'm certainly not yeah. wide awake either. <laughs> so uh, that, that being said, I'll, I'll do a I think we I'll should all PS... take a nap for the next hour. Oh, yeah. I'll do a PSA. I'll update the update, by the way. Gary Sanchez, if you're a baseball fan, was indeed put on the IL today. Yeah, yeah. I saw that uh, bit of news earlier. Uh, Gary Sanchez. Oh, I, 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 I expected it. Uh, you know, he gets injured a lot. Ooh. Baseball. You don't want to talk baseball. Two three times a year. <laughs> this is a football. Ooh. This is a football show. Jim's baseball. Jim's shooting it down quick. Three hundred and fifty bucks so far the first two days of this week. I will gladly talk about baseball. <laughs> nice, John. Monday was a very good night for me. The worm turned as uh, you had to talk with Gabe. It was Gabe and Cam. Talk with Gabe and Cam. All of a sudden, Monday night went much better. Yeah, you can find George Kurtz on uh, Game Time Decisions uh, between five and six o'clock every weekday. He he. Goes on the show with Cam and, and Gabe, uh, Cam Stewart and Gabe Morenci. Shout out to those guys. Um, so check that out. They talk betting strictly. Uh, here we talk not fantasy. Not strictly. Well, I mean, yeah. the Gabe will give you a story, of course. He'll throw Gabe in his story. A lot of betting on weekends. Twelve to three on weekends. Weekend wages. That's all about betting. <laughs> that's hey, all man. about betting. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little, little action on the game. Come on, you guys aren't betting any over unders like the. Uh, I don't think the Denver Broncos can ever win seven games this season. So I got the under there. Cincinnati Bengals, under. I think they're under under is five and a half. You guys don't bet any over-unders on team totals? No, I, I do. I, I will. I haven't even started looking yet, to be honest. Yeah, you you gotta go. look. If you wait too long, this, the spreads change. you got to get them now. Oh, while we, well. Then life goes we on. no more. <laughs> money, 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 money. <laughs> I got way too much stuff happening right now to be worrying about that. You know, it is money, what money. it is. Yeah, he's got, he's got uh, you know, 195 teams to worry about. George, how is he going to fit in uh, gambling? I want to know what Jim does on Wednesday nights. When fair, well, I mean, not every league has it Wednesday nights, but most leagues have it on Wednesday nights. How the hell do you do your fair with 120 something teams? I mean, really, that would drive me insane. That's a job. Well, That's a job. No, in 120 itself. teams are best ball. The rest are season long. And I have a big spreadsheet that keeps track of all of that. I usually have all my waivers done by Tuesday morning, so I don't have to worry about it. Besides, I do a podcast with Tony Sincata and Mike Blewett every Wednesday night. Shout out to Tony Sincata and blew it. How does first come first serve work though? Well, you got, I mean, a little thing. Okay, I didn't get this guy, but this guy's available. I got to go now. First come first serve. And, I mean, you must lose out sometimes because you know it was league whatever thirty eight, and you got that. <laughs> you know, you didn't get to it in time, even though you wanted that play. You would have gotten to it at eleven o'clock had you only been in a couple of leagues. But because you were in thirty eight leagues, it just took time to get to that league. What do you have? Thirty eight tabs brought up on your yeah. uh, computer. How many teams Actually, do you actually wait, manage? Wait, wait, wait. Well, last year I managed, what, 26 full-season teams. Um, but, yes, my spreadsheet is actually quite extensive. Um, 
But, you know, I don't really play in a lot of leagues that do first come, first serve until at least Friday. Everything else is fab, and then there might be one run of first come, first serve for the weekend. Um, so, you know, that gives me plenty more time. I don't really think I have any leagues that go to first come, first serve as soon as fab runs Wednesday nights or Tuesday nights in some cases. Yeah. That makes fun. This, I'm jealous. I wish I could play. I wish I had the time or I had the, uh, the will to play in so many leagues. Yeah. No, tw- I mean, listen, 20 teams to manage is like, I mean, I drive myself crazy. Like there's, I wouldn't even know who I'm be, be rooting for at that point. I'm rooting for every single player. Everybody. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> every player. So if a guy well, scores, see, that, oh great, I have. I differ. That's where I differ from most people. Once I set my lineups, I'd forget it, um, and I don't even go back and look at those game scores until the weekend is finished and the scores are final. There you go. Set it and forget it, children. That's that's yeah. the that's the way of Jim Day. I set my lineups on Tuesday. As soon as we can set our lineups on Tuesday, I set my lineup, but I don't go back to it unless something happens. I don't. Uh, I'm not one of those who tinkers either. I also I know Scott Engel always thought I was weird for this. That during the Sundays of football. I don't look at my teams, mm. and I don't. There's nothing for me to do. I can't make any change. Maybe the 4 o'clock games, if somebody comes out, yes, you can make a change there, do a late change. But other than that, there's nothing I can do, so I rarely look at my scores. Maybe after the, uh, the late games, the 4 o'clock games, before the night game starts, I might look at my scores then. But other than that, I rarely look. Well, obviously, you want to look on Sunday early before the 1 o'clock games. Yes, I mean, well, the once time. the games start. Once the games start, I don't look at them. Once yeah. I can't set, change my lineups anymore, I don't look. Yeah, I don't look at him Sunday morning unless there's a surprise uh, guy who's on the inactive list or something like that, or late news came out that you know they were pra- you know practicing pre-game warm-ups and got hurt or something. Other than that, I don't look at my team Sunday morning. Jim, you have to look at your team every Sunday morning because every week there's somebody that's a surprise inactive, <laughs> and he's probably on your one of your teams. <laughs> that's okay. It's- I can find that in two seconds on my spreadsheet. I just put in the search. I can find out what team that guy is on in a minute and be able to make any move I need to make. And look, every Sunday morning, I'm doing this. I'm doing fantasy football. So, you know, I'm pretty much probably among, you know, us are among the few that know what happens before most people do. There you have it. He's on top of it. Uh, Command F. Quick search. Boom. He got it. He he makes his his substitution. I get it. I get it. See, I could do uh, like five. I like having five. Five manageable teams. That's good for me. I'm happy with that. Two big, big money ones, and then three, uh, like, you know, 50 to $100 leagues. That's perfect for me. And then probably five to 10 other best balls. Five Speaking years of ago, Connor, I used to do 65 to 70 full leagues a year. I remember that, too. We, we, we talk to Jim about this. I, uh, you know, Cicada and I had a talk about this a while back. We believe you need to, to do less in order to be better. So I try to do five days, but I do hockey and baseball also at the same time. So it amounts to 20. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm in the midst of uh, baseball right now. I got like seven teams myself. It's tough. But we're about to take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer. Be right back, baby. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. 
life. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Rain dance! Make it rain. Going to AFC Championship games and even winning the Super Bowl. That's what Mark Sanchez did. He was a good enough game manager for me. And then the fact that, you know, he had that butt fumble means everybody's public perception of him is as a laughing stock. But he was, you know, he was fine enough for me as a good game manager and paired with a great defense and Rex Ryan. They went to two straight AFC Championship games. It was the best success I've seen from the Jets in my lifetime. Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Crazy train. Who sings this, Chris? This is Black Sabbath, baby. Well, actually, it's Ozzy Osbourne. It's It's actually Ozzy Osbourne. Why don't we let him sing it? Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Does my voice bother you? Sometimes it really does, yeah. I set you up too too good for that, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I used to have a friend bust me about that all the time. Hey, who sings that? Oh, Genesis. Oh, how about let him sing it? Genesis? (laughs) (laughs) Phil Collins? Uh, All right. Back, Fantasy Football Frenzy. Uh, Here in Studio 34, you got the crew. We're talking Carolina Panthers. But let's talk a little news and notes real quick. Melvin Gordon officially... You know, holding out, absent for the start of training camp, which uh, I believe opened, what, yesterday or today? The Chargers. I believe today. Today. Um, So he's going to obviously get daily fines. Um, There's no talks yet. Uh, This seems to be far away from anything, you know, happening. Uh, And it's scary because as of right now, Melvin Gordon, in fantasy, you're taking him as, you know, the fifth, Oh, six to eighth running back off the board. You know, he's a definite first rounder right now. But with this holdout going on and the longer it lingers, I expect, Jim, that he's just going to drop down the board and uh, maybe eventually get some value in him. Maybe he drops later into the second round. What do you think, Jim? Well, at this point, any any round he drops is going to provide value if he steps on the field. Once again, we're hearing the same thing we heard last year with Bell. Some guys out there are saying, well, he needs to come in by week 10 to approve the season. There's other guys out there saying, well, no, that's not the case. He has enough accrued time that he can be uh, an unrestricted free agent, even if he doesn't come into the season. And as we saw that with Bell last year, I'm going to lean towards that. Uh, so if he doesn't have to show up by week 10 to approve the season, you know, look, he, he could sit there and make the decision to hold out. It's obvious right now, at least. That San, uh, yeah, I want to say San Diego. Damn, I keep doing it. That, <laughs> that they want to, uh, they don't want to, you know, capitulate. They don't want to pay him a big contract right now. They want to see if he can stay healthy on the field all season before they're going to pay big money for him. And, you know, the way running backs are going, you can't really blame them. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, listen, I think this, this holdout situation with running backs is going to start to become a little bit of a trend, especially we'll see the, the guinea pig of this, uh, of this uh, thing right here, this holdout situation is Le'Veon Bell this year. If he has a monster season, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot more running backs start doing that. George, would you be willing to take Gordon right now 
uh, in like you know eighth pick, ninth pick uh, in fantasy drafts? Are you nervous about it at all? Oh, I'd be nervous. Yeah, I would certainly be nervous. This looks like a situation where both sides are dug in. Uh, we and once again, a lot of this is just negotiating ploys, but we are hearing that the charges are, du- are dug in on this. You know, they believe in what they believe in, which is really twofold. One, that running backs aren't worth that kind of money, short shelf life and all. And two, that maybe with Jackson and Eker, they could survive. And maybe pick somebody else up off, you know, once these, once these cuts happen at the end of camp, they'll be able to get a third back here. So it's a problem. Now, at eighth or ninth, right now, I don't think I'm taking Melvin Gordon in the first round. I think it would have to be the second round for me. And I might even shy away from him there. Uh, there's, I think I agree with Jim. There's a chance he might say, screw it. I'm not showing up until I, need, until I absolutely have to to get that accrued season. Uh, which could be week 10, week 11, and that's a, that's an issue. You know, uh, yeah, he'd be around for my fantasy playoffs if I make the fantasy playoffs. You right. know, without well, there, there, there's pick, no ambiguity tough. in that, George. It's either week 10 it, if he falls under that side or it's not. So it's not, you know, it, it, week 10 is the official cutoff, but if he has enough accrued time already, then that doesn't matter, like we saw with Bell. And, you know, uh, Keith in, in the chat room and, uh, kudos to Keith. He's always here talking and uh, great guy to have in the chat room. He's saying, well, the, the big difference was Bell wasn't under contract last year where, where Gordon is. Well, if Gordon, I, I understand he's under contract, but if he wants to sit out, he'll have to pay fines and do all that uh, where Bell didn't. Right. But that'll still be his choice to make. Uh, if he doesn't think he's going to get the contract from them, if he holds out that he'll get a big contract next year, like Bell did this year, then, you know, his the guys in his ears may be telling him to do that. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we're all leaning towards the fact that because he's under contract, you know, he's going to get fined and he's not going to want to do that for a long time and hold out for so long and then, you know, miss the season. He might not get, even get a great deal uh, when it's all said and done. I don't think he would want I think I'm leaning towards he's going to show up uh, eventually here. I think he's just trying to play a little hardball right now, you know. Uh, I'm also I'm with you, George. I'm not taking Melvin Gordon in the first round right now. Just not doing it. Uh, just in case, like I like you said, if he misses ten weeks, yeah, you're having fantasy playoffs, but you spent a first round pick on him. Uh, you know, you don't want to do that. You don't want to miss ten ten zeros for ten weeks. Uh, is not good for your first round pick. You know what I mean? So let's get into the Carolina Panthers uh, because you know we got to talk Panthers today. Team preview. Uh, last year they went seven and nine. They always do that. I feel like every other year they're like 11 and 5, 6 and 8. 12 and 4, 6 and 8. Like, this is what they do. Like, every other year they're good, really good. And then the next year they're like mediocre or bad. Uh, and a lot of it but rides on camp. There's actually a great point to that. Okay. Um, the, the Panthers, since, since they've come into the NFL in 1995, have never in their existence have back to back winning seasons. Not once. Interesting. That's a good stat. I like that. Not once have they had back-to-back winning seasons. Well, because last year was a, an odd year, I guess you'd say, where they had a bad season, a losing season, will, George, this year be the you know, a year that where the Panthers can, can make the playoffs and be good? Uh, not too many changes to talk about. The coaching staff, pretty much the same. Maybe Ron Rivera, after all these years on Carolina, is on the hot seat of, at this point. Uh, you know, they lost Funches. That's their big offensive loss. And they replace him with Chris Hogan, who's, you know, going to be that wide receiver three. But really, DJ Moore is looking to take over wide receiver one. Chris Hogan, well, I don't even want to get into that. Um, you know, they also drafted uh, the offensive line. Looks like it's getting better right now. It's ranked 10th, according to pre- uh, Pro Football Focus, uh, because, you know, they have this rookie that they drafted in the second round, Greg Little, a left tackle. Uh, they also signed Matt Paradis, the center, longtime center, veteran center, is very good. Uh, so the line's looking a little better if it could stay healthy as well. George, what do you think can about this, Panthers? Sure. Wait, wait, can I interject one point? Yeah. Uh, again, we talked about this yesterday with, you know, the fact that they're moving Darrell Williams into guard to to put Greg Little on his tackle, the one the right, rookie right. they drafted. Um, so now you have two guys, again, on the same side who have never worked together. And, you know, Williams is moving into guard, so he's playing a different position. You know, I, I get the the want and desire to think this offensive line could be better. But, again, it really comes down to whether these two guys can learn to work well together and if Williams can do a better job as a guard than he did as a tackle. Right. I, I mean, 
it's not like having two rookies. You know, that's a lot tougher, but it, you're right. Uh, one's changing from tackle to guard. You got a rookie left tackle, which is probably the most important uh, position on the O-line in terms of pass blocking because that's the blind side for the quarterback. Uh, tenth seems a little high, but George, what do you think about this Panthers team? You think they're uh, better off from last year or or pretty much the same, or have they regressed a little here offensively, on paper at least? Well, they were a pretty decent team last year until Cam got hurt, right, until he couldn't throw the ball anymore. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, It was kind of sad watching him try to throw those Hail, Hail Marys that he couldn't reach. They had to bring in the backup there to do it. Uh, so is he healthy? Can he last the whole season? You know, I think it's the first question you have to ask yourself. Uh, they want to try and change his throwing motion, which in my mind, good luck. You know, ding, that's ding, tough ding, to do. Ding. Like for somebody who's been around playing this long, I don't know how you're going to be able to change your throwing motion. Once the bullets start flying, you're running around, you know, trying to uh, save your life there. You're going to go back to what your normal routine was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, their schedule is not brutal like it was for the Falcons and Saints. We saw that. It's a, a kinder schedule, at least in the first half. It gets really rough in the second half. They better make hay early. They do play the Rams uh, opening uh, opening Sunday. But after that, Tampa, Arizona, Houston, Jacksonville, Tampa again, San Fran, Tennessee. I mean, it's – a doable schedule, but in that second half, there's nothing there but playoff teams. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Uh, and, you know, Carolina's already got uh, issues. Cam Newton, obviously, get is injury-prone. He's older now. Uh, we're heading to break. When we come back, we're going to get into the fantasy implications of this team, who we're looking to grab. For Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer, Chris Ventures, Fantasy Football Frenzy. We'll be right back. Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. 
accomplish your story. Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com backslash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the 49ers minus three and they cover the spread by minus nine, you'll receive nine times your stake. That's pointsbet.com backslash grid. Enter promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. There you have it. Hashtag Jim Day Reads. Welcome back, Fancy Football Frenzy. We're talking Carolina Panthers, 7-9 last year. Uh, you know, this team... I mean, offensively, this is what we're expecting. Well, let's get right into the fantasy football implications. Obviously, the target, the guy you want on this team, the engine of this offense right now is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, a certain someone last year said, oh, I don't care if he, if he gained weight. He, it doesn't matter. He didn't gain weight. He's not going to be a, a guy that could run between the tackles and be that full every down workhorse. Me and Jim Day were on board last year. We kept moving Christian McCaffrey up the board. I remember this specifically. Uh, and last year he was RB2, I believe, in fantasy, in PPR formats, uh, right behind Saquon Barkley by literally like 0.3 fantasy points. It was that close. So Christian McCaffrey, he's going with those top four guys. I call them the four horsemen. Those are the f- first four off the board. Every draft, no matter what, pretty much, uh, especially basically in PPR, McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke, and um, Kamara. So that being said, Christian McCaffrey this season, more of the same. Where are you taking him within those four, Jim? Uh, Is he your second off the board, third, or is he number four for you out of the four horsemen? Yeah, I'm flexible with all four of these guys. Uh, You know, you can sit there and make a case for every one of them to be one or every one of them to be four. Uh, so, again, you know, when you're drafting a lot of leagues, you, you don't want to tie yourself into just one of them. You want to have a little bit of shares of each just in case. Look, we it's a known fact that no matter how good they did the year before, there's always going to be some of those top studs from last year that don't fall into it this year. They're not, you know, whatever the reason, whether they get injured, something changes on the team, uh, the team just breaks down and they're just not getting enough offensive opportunities. Somebody is going to fall out of this list. But right now, it would be very hard to say which one of these four is going to do that. Uh, I don't think you can go away from those four. I just don't think you can really just say he's one, he's two, he's three, and he's four definitively. Right. It's very tough. Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't think unless, you know, injury. That's the only way I see any of these four falling, falling hard from what they did last year. I expect all of them to be RB1s at the very least, low-end RB1s. That's how safe and solid I think all these guys are. Last year, McCaffrey, 219 carries, so he got closer to that true workhorse uh, amount of carries. Still want to see a little more. He had almost 1,100 yards rushing. He had 13 total touchdowns, 107 catches last year, which is absolutely absurd for a running back. Uh, That's a wide receiver. That's a great wide receiver. Uh, and 867 yards receiving, also a very good wide receiver. Uh, like I said, 13 touchdowns. Does it all. That's what you love. That's what you covet in fantasy. And what Jim Day said is right. You want to diversify your portfolio. This is why you got to play in at least three, four leagues, I think, because, you know, if you don't get a top four or five pick, you miss out on those guys. Now you have, you have one league, and now you, you're drafting at the end. You'll never get a chance at those guys. So jo- join three or four leagues if you can. They don't have to be big money leagues. And, you know, try to diversify who you got on your teams. Uh, George, you feel the same? Christian McCaffrey, all four interchangeable for you? Uh, for the most part, yes. I can apparent what Jim said. Uh, I wouldn't mind having any of them anchor my running back or anchor my team for that matter. 
Uh, the only, my only difference was I probably do have Barkley and or Elliott at one and two and McCaffrey and or Kamara at three and four. I would sell my tier them that way. But uh, I'm not arguing with anybody who takes Christian McCaffrey number one or Kamara number two. I don't have an issue with it. Not at all. I said I, I would love to have any of these guys here. Elliott, I'm probably maybe the most worried about because, hey, is he going to hold out too? I mean, we're sort of hearing that maybe he is, maybe he's not. We'll see what happens on Friday. The key date for uh, Elliott is probably August 7th. That's when he would lose his accrued time. Yep. So uh, we'll see what happens with the with – the, I would think Barkley won right now. Probably think McCaffrey two, Elliott three, Kamara four, if I was only playing in one league. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's hard. I'm probably going to take Barkley one every time. Um, and then, you know, CMC two sometimes, Kamara two sometimes. It's hard for me to take Zeke uh, ahead of McCaffrey – McCaffrey, so I'm with you there. Maybe Zeke three for me, but you're right. They're all interchangeable. So that's their running game. And you listen, the O-line, like we said, they're ranked 10th on PFFF. Uh, PFF, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, like Jim said, they're not, you know, it, it, it's going to be a little worrisome because, you know, guys are changing position from tackle to guard. You got a rookie at left tackle. So I wouldn't rank them that high maybe. Uh, but they were good last year in both facets. They were uh, top 12, I believe, in, you know, run blocking and pass blocking. So uh, offensive line should be pretty decent, and McCaffrey should have another fantastic year. Let's move to the wide receivers. DJ Moore. Oh, DJ, that's my DJ. I absolutely love this guy. I had him last year. Obviously, um, he didn't – he wasn't, like, consistent enough. He was a rookie last year. He didn't get involved really till le- a little later on uh, after a few weeks. I think it was three, four weeks or whatever. Uh, and – you know, he was more like a home run threat, gadget type play. But now he becomes, with Devin Funches now out of town, going to the Colts, DJ Moore is the wide receiver one here. The problem is, he is wide receiver 23 according to ADP right now, which is a wide receiver, back end wide receiver two. Uh, he's going in rounds in the late fourth, early fifth area, which is kind of high. And maybe some drafts, maybe even higher. So, George, thoughts on DJ Moore? Would you be? Would you invest in the fourth or fifth round for DJ Moore, or would you wait for a Curtis Samuel, who we'll get to soon? I like DJ Moore. I think there's talent there. I think there's more talent that we can uh, get out of him. I think he was just starting to hit his own last year when Cam got hurt, and you know, we all know this offense is going to go through CMC, right? It's going to go through uh, McCaffrey. It should leave a lot of one-on-ones uh, for more. I think he could do some damage, but once again. Is Cam healthy? Can he stay healthy the whole season? He goes down again, or he's not the Cam of old, can't throw the ball. His accuracy was never great to begin with. If that's even worse now, good luck to more. That sort of thing. 23rd overall, I'm probably not going to do it. And I like him. I do like him, but I like him more as a wide receiver three than I do a two. If he's going in the fourth, fifth round, no, I don't see myself having him on too many teams. Yeah, fourth, fifth round is tough. And that's what bothers me, because I love more and I want to draft him in a lot of leagues, but... Fourth round is too rich for my blood because you're right. That's wide receiver two territory. And for me, he's more of a wide receiver three uh, because he's he coming ha- off the board now before Calvin Ridley, before Mike Williams, uh, you know, guys like that. that uh, man, that's his I, area. I that's his area. It. Yeah. I, I, you know, look, I'd rather take those two guys. Uh, even Tyler Boyd is coming up after him. I'd rather take Tyler Boyd over him, too. It, it's nothing against DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is going to be a really solid wide receiver going forward. But in year two, now as the bona fide number one going up against the top defenders also, and with Cam learning a new throwing motion, people, man, not enough people are actually thinking about that. You're you're asking this older man who's been playing the game one way all his life to all of a sudden change the way he throws the game. And I love the way George puts it. Yeah, fine. That's great in practice. Let him get on the field when everybody's chasing his ass. And let's see if he still throws it that way or if he reverts back to his normal throwing style, which is what I expect him to do. And obviously, they're worried about the, the shoulder injury reflaring up with that, you know, with his old throwing style, which is why they're trying to get him to throw it a new way. So, you know, I mean, all of that stuff adding up together, I would much rather take the shot on Curtis Samuel four to five rounds later than DJ Moore at the end of the fourth. I just can't do that. Right. I understand that. And, you know, shout out to uh, Frank Stample because he says the same thing. He loves Curtis Samuel. Obviously, another guy who can absolutely boogie. Um, you know, he could take the top off. He, he's a pretty talented kid from Brooklyn, by the way. Shout out to, to him. 
you know, I'm from Brooklyn too, so I, I respect that. And, you know, he's going much later. He's going eighth, what, eighth round, seventh, eighth, ninth round in that area, middle eighth. So, you know, you're, you're getting him at a much bigger discount. But that's the, it's for a good reason. I, I don't think Samuel's the same is the same type of player that DJ Moore could be. I think DJ Moore has a lot more he can show. The ceiling is super high. And I know what you're saying he might go through some growing pains this year because he's becoming the number one. Last year he wasn't. Uh, and, you know, he didn't have to be on, relied on so much. Cam Newton's an issue. He's 30 years old now. Uh, he's a running quarterback who gets banged up and takes hits. Uh, you know, changing his strong motion, that's not going to happen. Him not running as much, that's not going to happen. That's what he naturally does. That's the quarterback he is. He's going to still rush for 450, 500 yards and do his thing. It's just, you know, luck of the draw if he's going to get hurt or not. Um, but I still like DJ Moore. I think, uh, you know, fourth round's too rich. Fifth round, I'd pull the trigger. Uh, and listen, he, he's going in the Ridley, Mike Williams type areas because these are the guys that are expected to break out. This is the breakout. Wide receiver crew right here. Calvin Ridley, Mike Williams, DJ Moore, breakout crew, uh, and they're all going in the same area. So I understand, but waiting for Curtis Sam, you could do that as well because he is the clear-cut wide receiver too. Jim, uh, I'm sorry, Jim. George, uh, do you think, though, that maybe if Cam Newton goes down, Will Greer, the third-round pick, will get involved real quick here before we get to break? Do you think that he'll, he'll be able to you know, help DJ Moore and help these fantasy assets out at all? Well, you don't want that to happen. No. You can't really answer about Grant until we see him in preseason, how far ahead he's, he is. He's not going to get many reps at all. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll talk more Greer, Cam Newton. We'll talk about the age, the aged Greg Olson uh, and Ian Thomas as well when we come back. Fantasy Football Frenzy, Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, The Closer. It's Wednesday. Be right back, baby. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com proudly made in America. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your 
car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow, the number 100.com. Welcome back. What is up, Fantasy Football Frenzy? Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer. Talking Carolina Panthers, powder blue Panthers. Um, we're talking about the wide receivers. The thing I do like about both these wide receivers is that it's DJ Moore, it's Curtis Samuel, and then it's Chris Hogan, which is like a major drop-off. I feel like both these guys... DJ and Curtis Samuel are going to see enough targets where they're both going to exceed their current ADP. Uh, I I think DJ Moore could be a wide receiver, a borderline wide receiver one this year. I mean, a lot of things have to go right. A lot of things have to go right. Yeah. You're definitely drinking the Kool-Aid there. I am. I I, I like, listen, the guy absolutely flies. He's electrifying. He makes tons of plays. Is he a big boy? He is not. He's not tall. He's strong though. He's five eleven, two fifteen. Going away, so you're you're basically saying you'll take any type. No, I like freaks. So like transformers. You know what I mean? He's more like jazz. He's the little the little sports car. You know what I'm saying? He's he's not he's not the big you know Megatron. He's the he's the sports car. He's the one that flies. Uh, he'll cut people up, make people miss. He's gonna be a playmaker. Uh, and that's the thing. I think he's a great best ball guy too. A uh, great DFS play because he could hit a home run at any time. Uh, he's that type of guy. So is Samuel. Samuel can make big plays too, but I just don't think he's at, he's the same as talented. I mean, listen, uh, DJ Moore is 5'11", 215. He's got some bulk to him. Uh, Samuel is only like 195. So he's 20, 20 pounds lighter. Uh, that's a big difference. Uh, so we'll see. Curtis Samuel, you get him at a discount, but he's definitely a sleeper target. I think he'll exceed his value as well. Chris Hogan, I'm not going to even talk about. You don't even have to draft him. Right? Anybody want anything to say about Chris Hogan? Yeah. Crickets. 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 Yeah, I knew that was coming. Crickets. All right, so let's talk about Cam Newton then. We were already getting into it. He, last year, he ended as QB12. Uh, this year, he's going as QB11. You know, same thing. Uh, Low-end QB1. Borderline. Uh, years past, he's, you know, always in the top eight, at least. Uh, Jim, are you buying Cam Newton this year? I know, you know, obviously all these concerns... Would you be okay with taking? I mean, you get him in a in a great spot in the draft, eleventh, twelfth round. That's pretty good for a guy like Cam Newton, who's a, a playmaker at quarterback, and he's got the legs. Would you take him there? Uh, are you cool waiting on him? Is he a target of yours as a QB one? He's not a target of mine, and I wouldn't look. It, it, okay, two different ways to attack it. If you re- wait really late um, to, for QBs, which I do most of the time. Um, then, you know, I, he's not a bad target, but I would almost immediately come back and follow him up with another decent QB just to be safe. There is definitely concerns. I mean, when you're talking throwing shoulder, one good hit, one good sack could, could put him on the sidelines. So look, before his injury last year, uh, he was the number five quarterback. So obviously, you know, we know what he can do when he's on the field. Uh, he Healthy. does bring a little bit of everything to him. But, you know, the, the shoulder is con, a concern. I don't have a problem drafting him as my number one as long as I come back and grab another quarterback who I think has the upside to be a number one as well. Which you easily can in this day and age because QBs oh, are there's plenty. plenty of guys. Yeah. yeah, there's, heck, you know, there's, let's see, I'll just give you some ideas who's going after him right now. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff, Jameis Winston, Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. Um, Philip Rivers, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mitch right. Trubisky, all these guys are going after Cam Newton. So you could still grab Cam Newton and still come and get, you know, there's plenty of guys on that list, I think, have a really good shot at ending up as a QB, uh, inside the QB 10. So, you know, it, it yeah, there's plenty of chances to do that. Right. But I would recommend if you grab him, grab another right away just to make sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this, this is relevant because I know a lot of people uh, jump on that bandwagon of waiting on quarterback till the very end, uh, till they can't really, you know, wait no more. They'll take the last QB one on the board. They don't care. George, I know you're one of those guys. And Cam is in that territory. So if you're taking Cam in the 11, 12, 13, you know, maybe even falls even later than that, pair him with, a, you know, a Jared Goff, a, a Roethlisberger, a Kirk Cousins. I don't know. You ha- and it's you could easily make a nice little pair uh, of quarterbacks in the back of the draft. There's plenty out there. Maybe even a little Gucci Garoppolo. You know what I mean? Cam, Gucci. It's nice. That's a nice little pair right there. I like it. So, George. Uh, before we move on, though, real quick, and this is uh, Elizabeth in the chat room brings up a great point. Okay. You know, in her league, personally, they don't wait on quarterbacks. They reach for them. Okay. So they come off the board quickly. And you know what? As I was saying to her in the chat room, that's fine as long as you know that. And, you know, as long as you know what's going to happen and you're modern, monitoring the draft and are ready to move when it starts happening, that's fine. You, it's always better to know your own draft. Don't listen to what everybody else says is going to be the norm if you know your your league doesn't draft that way. Right, right. Yeah, if you know that everybody's reaching and there's a huge QB run, you could also adjust on the fly in the draft. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, you could have – and I. Uh, you know, set idea and say, I want to wait. Then you see a lot of quarterbacks going. Then you say, oh, okay, who's left on the board here? I want this guy. You target somebody out. Maybe you te- take them in, in a round earlier than you hoped or whatever because, you know, QBs went faster. You got to adjust, obviously, on the fly on the draft. One uh, thing of note, though, about Cam last year, he had the highest completion percentage of his career by a long shot, uh, 68% completion percentage last year. His career average is about 60. So, I mean, yes, probably a lot more dink and dunking. There was a lot more dink and dunking. I bet you the dot numbers are for those those throws. I bet you there is a lot more of the short patterns. Because, I mean, uh, Moore does that. Samuel does that. That was a big part of their game was using using all of those guys in in short bubble screens and stuff like that. So, you know, it's worth, worth noting, but. It, it's not really a significant number to maintain if the A dot is, you know, so close to the line of scrimmage that it doesn't really pay to worry about. It. Right, right. I get that. The reason why I think it's worth noting is because of the significance of how much higher the, the completion percentage was last year. It's like an 8% increase of his career average. And also the fact that maybe as he gets older, maybe we're going to see less of the legs and the yardage will go down a little bit. Maybe he'll become more of a... You know, he's an experienced quarterback. He's got knowledge of the game. You know, maybe he's going to make smarter decisions, uh, you know, as a as a veteran quarterback in his 30s. So we'll see. But a lot of dink and dunk last year, absolutely. All right, tight end, Greg Olson, who has been kind of hit by injuries, a guy who was known as like an Iron Man at tight end, played 16 games basically every single season of his career until the last couple of years where now obviously that he's 34, 35 years old, uh, Injuries are starting to hit. Uh, there comes a time where, you know, you can't do it anymore. And this is kind of looking like that time for Greg Olson, but he's still there. He's going, he was tight end 24 last year, I believe, uh, in PPR at the end of the season. This year he's going as tight end 22, so you could get him for free. George, you, you have any interest at all, Olsen? Do you think there's any value in taking him here? Or would you rather have like an Ian Thomas who's going like four tight end spots behind him? Well, I mean, Olsen's not going early. He's going in the double-digit rounds, too. Yeah. So I'd rather have Olsen if I'm going to take one of the two. That being said, I think Olsen probably should have taken the ESPN job or the CBS job or the Fox <laughs> job, whatever over him job. I think he's just about done. A couple of, you know, he's broken with that ankle twice now. Good luck trying to, uh, he was a, a fast guy to begin with. Now he's more of a plotter. Yeah. You know, Jason Witten type. I think he'll run great routes. He'll be an outlet uh, for Cam, but he's not going to be that big play guy. He'll get some touchdowns because Cam looks for him in the end zone. That sort of thing, but consistency week in, week out. This is a guy. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking four catches, 38 yards, a lot. That's what you're going to see every now and then. You get that touchdown, touchdown thrown in yeah. there. You're gonna, you're gonna need that touchdown deodorant, or you're not gonna like how he smells. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if believe it or not, and everyone knows Greg Olson's a, a you know a prolific great tight end. Uh, you know, somebody you'll always remember as a great tight end, but. The thing is, he never really scored, like, in terms of individual seasons, a lot of touchdowns per season. Like, you're talking five, six, seven was the most he's ever had in 2015. 
He wasn't a big touchdown guy really anyway. Uh, last year, he did have four in only nine games, though. Uh, so I just think, listen, unless you're in like a, a tight end heavy league, a really deep league, super flex, or a lot of flex type leagues, uh, Olsen's not a bad tight end backup to have uh, if you get him real late and you're getting him for free. Uh, I do like Ian Thomas, though. I think that's a really good sleeper heading into 2019 because chances are, I mean, listen, Olsen's 34 years old. He's been hit with injury two years in a row. I think, you know, it, it might, it's probably going to happen again. Chances are. And Ian Thomas becomes the tight end. And this is a talented kid, Jim. What do you think of Ian Thomas? What do you think of Greg Olsen uh, heading into 2019? I haven't touched Greg Olsen. <laughs> um, yeah. look, I, look, I'm not putting the man down. He's been one of the greatest tight ends to play the game. I, I'm not putting that down. But the injury history the last couple of years is definitely there. Something to worry about. He's getting older. He'd already talked about, what, two years ago of how he wanted to get out and go in the booth. Um, so, you know, that all that stuff worries me. I love Ian Thomas. We saw him at the end of the last season, you know, really get involved and really showcase his talent. And, you know, I, I have him in so many dynasty leagues. It isn't funny. And right now, you know, uh, he's going off the board uh, in the 21st round in drafts that go 21 rounds. Uh, in most other drafts, you don't have to draft him. Just keep your eyes on him in the waiver wire. Keep your eyes on any news about Olsen, you know, getting hurt in preseason or training camp, anything like that. But for right now, in most standard leagues, he's not really being drafted. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he ranked as, like, tight end 28, and uh, uh, Olsen is 24. So not a ton of fan. Like, these aren't really fantasy options in your, you know, typical 12-team PPR leagues that a lot of people play. You're not really probably going to draft these guys unless you're drafting backup tight ends and stuff. Uh, so yeah, Ian Thomas definitely some backup tight end. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> so so you're saying in 12 team PPR leagues with like eight bench, let's say, or no standards like seven eight bench, right? You're, I usually almost always have a backup QB, backup tight end. Yeah, it's just the way I've always drafted. Yeah, see, I feel like that changed. What about for you, George? Because like for me, I feel like I used to not draft a backup quarterback, and I used to not draft backup. I mean, so it depends on what tight end I got, but a lot of times I wouldn't even get the backup tight end. I think as far as uh, 12-team leagues go, uh, quarterback now, we do draft backups. We never used to. Yeah. Never used to. Now we do, and I think that's because, once again, if you're going by best player available, it generally is the quarterback in round 12, round 13, because there's so many good quarterbacks now available in uh, in the NFL. And you, oh, I can't pass up this guy. He's so good. What if my starter goes down? You're sort of talking yourself into it. I don't like doing it because, once again, in most leagues, you only have five backups, right? 18 rounds, five reserves. I like to get running backs. I like to get my wide receivers. Tight ends, I think it also comes down to, well, there are only three good ones. But then after that, you have three okay ones. And after that, it's mud against the wall. So why not take two and play the matchup game each week? I understand that. I'd prefer not to. But like Jim said, I, I do find myself more and more now in these leagues where years ago I never did. Now I am drafting a backup tight end. I am drafting a backup quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely backup quarterbacks, uh, especially this day and age, like George said. Tight ends, I think you need to because of the volatility at the position, especially if you don't have one of those top, you know, three, four, five tight ends that are absolutely rock solid. But even still, tight ends are, are, are a volatile, uh, I, fickle I, position. You bring up a good point. If they're if they're one of the top big three, and, and of course, everybody knows that's Kelsey, Kittle, and Ertz. Right. If, if you draft one of those three in the early rounds, at that point, I wouldn't draft a backup. Yeah, you don't really need league. one. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't draft a backup. And, you know, the only time you're going to need a backup is the bye week or, you know, if they get hurt. And then, of course, you're, you're running the waiver wire or you're just streaming a tight end every week. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, if you draft one of those big three, you definitely don't have to take a backup. Yeah, absolutely. So there you have it. That's Fantasy Football Frenzy. By the way, Carolina Panthers, and anybody on the handcuff, Cameron Artis Payne? No, no, all right, no doubt, no, no have, handcuff uh, here in Carolina. <laughs> that's Frenzy. No, I, I take a light. That's take Panthers. A light. <laughs> For Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer Chris Venture. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one, baby.